Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 90. Eddie Jones has questions to answer. Jerry Guska has a few things on his mind. And is Chris Ashton headed back to England? You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the pod. Um, obviously we've all had a bit of time to digest the, uh, the last three weeks, um, not least of which was myself and Dan, who I'm joined by now. Hi mate. Morning mate, morning. I'm afraid I'm starting with a bit of bad news mate. This is not this is not ideal because no one likes to see the Aussies having a tough time with me. But the Irish beat them 2-1 in the rugby test series. We absolutely annihilated them 5-0 in the cricket. And now they've been knocked out of the Football World Cup at the group stages. Mate, it's horrible. Horrible to see that happen to the Aussies. That is horrible. I, I do feel. I do feel for them. Uh, if only there was some music we could play now. Um, but, but we won't waste our time on that. So move, moving on, um, yeah, three, two, 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 one defeat to, at the hands of the the Sappers uh, on our tour. Lots of people screaming for lots of uh, lots of things. Um, so we're going to talk about that today briefly. Um, but obviously, we've covered a lot of that already. You know, throughout the, the test, throughout sure. the tour. Um, so I think probably, certainly, I'm more interested in in talking about look, moving forwards. You know, we're moving forwards off the right. Foot, if you like, because you know, off the back of a win, that's the way to do things. We're not kind of still desperately trying to claw to get to get that losing streak uh, to to stop. Um, so yeah, so I think there's a few things that we need to discuss on that front. But before we get there, um, a little bit of a uh, little bit of admin. Um, we've had a couple of uh, a couple of comments. Um, so on Twitter, uh, the first Matthew Shaw. He's actually tweeted us before. He's the Kiwi. Uh, who likes to listen to us? And actually, it's quite an old. I like this guy. Yeah, it's quite an old tweet. Um, where is it? I can't even find it now. It's quite, here it is. Uh, it's quite an old tweet, so we should have, probably should have gone back to him before the last game. But um, he just says, "Hey guys, uh, love the latest pod. Keep them coming. They're great company to listen to in the evening." Here's hoping for an England win versus South Africa this weekend. I guess if not, next week's podcast <laughs> is surely going to be interesting. Um, obviously, we delivered, Matthew. You're welcome. Um, England, England, <laughs> yeah, it was all us. England win, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, but more importantly, you know, a Kiwi listening to us on a regular basis and uh, and enjoying what he's listening to, you know, gotta love that. So, appreciate the support there. Yeah, um, we've also, well, actually, we'll go on to this one in a minute because it poses a question. Uh, so, just before we do, obviously, everybody's favourite uh, reviewer, um, Wade. Uh, we've obviously had we've obviously had a how's bit of, this guy staying alive? This is the last time. Uh, we've obviously had a bit of back and forth with him, uh, as you guys will be well aware. Um, so third third time of asking, uh, and his one star review is now a four star review. Uh, oh, good man! He's good changed man. it again. Uh, interestingly, if if you all remember, uh, he was absolute doom and gloom Eddie's got to go England are rubbish it, you know where do we go from here tear, tear it up and start again he opens his latest review with chaps things are looking up England finally win a game and anyway he goes on and you can see it all on uh, on iTunes if you want to go and read what he has to say it's another it's another pretty long one and obviously once again while you're there drop us a five-star review um that'd be great so uh, so yeah so thanks to him for turning things around thanks to us and, uh, for convincing yeah, him to yeah, turn absolutely. things around 
And yeah, well, mate, mate, I, I feel vindicated now. Yeah. My life's changed. But wait, uh, genuinely, thanks a lot, mate. Do appreciate it. Um, the offer still stands if you wanted to chat, because um, and that it still stands for everyone. You know, we would love to actually have you guys involved in the pod. So anyone who genuinely wants to come on, please do. But guys, please email us because we need uh, sort of contact information to be able to get hold of you and sort of chat. So you know, Wade, anyone else? Um, it'd be interesting to sort of have a chat with. I mean, there's some guys who have been, you know, have been with us and been regularly sort of review us be on Facebook and things. I mean, I mean, one guy jumped to my Sky called Don from America. Don, if you're listening, mate, and you'd like to get involved, please, you know, drop us an email. It'd be interesting to uh, sort of have a chat, you know, or a guy, Matt from New Zealand, because it might be quite interesting to have a chat with people looking at it from, you know, outside of the yeah oh, oh, oh why why are you now the pun man i don't know mate um <laughs> i think maybe yours just weren't puns but anyway um so yeah so yeah obviously great that we've turned that one around hopefully anyone else who's who has any thoughts below a four star uh can can keep listening and feel the same way so let's get lots more five stars on there we haven't had any new reviews uh in the last week so Time to get someone else up there so we can read out what you think. Uh, so, guys, yeah, head over there, iTunes, um, drop us a review. That would be awesome. Um, so, yeah, so finally, this uh, this question that has been posed to us on Twitter uh, is from Big T, at Big T underscore AFC. And he says, at England Rugby Pod. Hang on, you... hang on, hang on, hang on. Big T AFC, who does that remind you of? It does sound like Tim, but I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't um, think he knows how to use Twitter, yeah. No, no, he, like you, thinks it's called Twitterbox. Uh, okay. <laughs> at England Rugby Pod, if you asked club coaches and directors of rugby for their reasons for England's dip this year, what does our psychic, and I'm guessing he means you, uh, think they would say? So, so, sorry, sorry, say that, say, say that. I can't read the question again. I was, I was smiling at myself for being a psychic. Uh, at England Rugby Pod, if you asked <laughs> club coaches and or directors of rugby for their reasons for England's dip in form this year, what does our psychic think they would say? I, so this is what, uh, that's a good question. Uh, that's a really good question, actually. Um, so I think the club coaches and things would blame it on exhaustion. Um, I, I think that would be a big, big part of it. You know, tied after a Lions tour. Sorry, the dogs are getting a bit excited. Tied after a Lions tour. Um, Eddie's training camps have been renowned for being brutally harsh, but, you know, physically and probably mentally with regards to the intensity of them. And obviously there's a full club season. I, I suspect that would be giving us the biggest reason. How do about you, think, you, mate? What, what do you, yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. Um, I wonder, though, whether, it, you know, when you say, when you kind of gave your answer there, it makes it sound a little bit like they're almost sort of blaming Eddie Jones and the England setup. Um, I, I, think there's, I think there's a lot of discontent. About I know, well, I, well, I, I don't, yeah, I agree. But I wonder if there's also a question to be asked, and we know from uh, Billy Vanapola, I think about, eight, nine months ago when he was talking, maybe it was longer than that with all his injuries and things, but um, when he was talking about, you know, needing time off, do these guys need to take a certain amount of responsibility for the amount that they're playing and training their players during the season? You know, it, you, so, can't, you can't just put it down to an England training camp and say, well, they've just had too much this year because they went on that England training camp right at the end there. You know, there's, yeah. there's got to be an element. I mean, we look, you look at the other <laughs> nations and... You know, the players are rested a lot more, and I know we're seeing more of that now. Um, but, but mate, you've got to you've got to look at the dynamics. I, that is a fair point. Don't forget, these guys pay the players. Oh, you no, look no, at I, Ireland, you look at Wales, yeah. and they're centrally paid. So, 
yes, to an extent, but actually, you know, they're paying huge salaries for these guys. And these guys are, these are their sort of uh, golden goose as such. This is what draws the punters in. So <clears throat> if, if you sort of go into a Saracens match, what match are you going to go and watch? You're going to go and watch a match where you know that Farrell, Atoje, Ronapolos are playing, or the match where you think they're arrested. So I, yeah, no, I, it's I, a tough one. I understand that completely. But I guess also, if, you know, if you're, if you're going to go and pick the best English players for your team, you know, your Saracens, and you want a Farrell, and you want an Atoje, and you want a Vinopola or Vinopolas, you know, you, you also know when you're doing that, when you're offering them these massive contracts, you know that these are going to be stars for the national side. And in rugby, you know, the, well, it's, it's same yeah, in all sports, yeah. but, you know, so it's it's not, it doesn't come as a big surprise, like, whoa, hold on a second, you know, I've paid lots of money for him, you can't you can't just start using it. That's a given. He's going to be yeah, a, a key yeah, part of the, of the England setup. So, yeah, I get the I get the concerns with with the intensity of the training um, for, on the in the England camp, um, but I but, but still I, I think beyond that, yeah, the, the the directors of rugby, the the head coaches, you know, they need to be conscious of the fact that there is player welfare, and it's not just England training camps and England matches that that create injuries and, and everything else. It's it's the whole lot. It's the whole season. So I'm not saying that one is to blame over the other. I'm just saying yeah. it's it's quite e- it's very easy to say, you know, for thirty whatever weeks of the year we're going to put them through their paces. But if you want to take him away for a week and put him under too much pressure for that week and something happens, it's all your fault. I, I don't know. I think then clearly this just highlights that there needs to be more synergy between the two, and I'm not sure how you do that. Well, I, I firstly, firstly, a couple of things here. I'm actually going to stand up for the clubs here. I think they're pretty good with player welfare. I actually think the clubs do manage the player welfare. Well, I think they could they could flog these guys a lot more, and they don't. They do take that into um, consideration. Um, and my second point has completely slipped out of my head. So uh, clearly so, a good one. Yeah, yeah, clearly a yeah proper proper figure. Fine. But um, it's yeah, mate. It's a tough. No, this is my second point. Yeah, sorry, I just remembered it. What needs to happen? is we need century contracts and players. I, I truly believe that. I believe that's the best way we can manage our England players is the RFE needs to step in, have a chat with the clubs now and say, look, how can we make this work? Uh, because it's not fair that the clubs burden or, you know, the RFU can have more control and say, right, I want these players rested here. It's like, yeah, fair enough, but you now need to start giving us some money. And I think that's fair. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion on what we need to do. Well, there you go. Uh, big T... Does that answer your question? I mean, it's not just his opinion, of course, because as you pointed out, he is psychic. So apparently, you've heard it, you heard it here first. Uh, England players will, are going to be centrally contracted. That's why. That's why it's happening, my friend. <laughs> right. Okay. So not reviews, but just a couple of other things I wanted to point out. We talked uh, two episodes ago, I think, after the second test. Lots of chat about uh, Joe Marler uh, and Mike Brown and their reaction to um, to the the fans after the game, where one of the fans obviously through some verbal at them. Um, I just wanted to point out a tweet that Joe Marler sent, and I know that it's easy after the event and you know PR people and everything else, but he just said, uh, South Africa, you've been great. Thanks to all the supporters, even the one who called me a wanker after the second test. You technically weren't wrong. Um, which, which, <laughs> oh, I quite liked, him, which I quite liked. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah kind of, good for him. It's what you want to see. Joe Marler had an amazing final game. Yeah. To the point that I've got him ahead of Macca as a starter right now. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Macca uh, didn't... 
I mean, you listen to Eddie Jones and you'd think Mako had the, the tour of his life. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I agree. Uh, I think that Joe was pretty special in that last test, and uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens in the autumn. Um, ah, good but, for him, man. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I liked, I liked the response. And when you compare it to the Mike Brown response, where it was all about I deserve respect, and um, I just, <laughs> I, I, I quite like the fact you that Joe will Marlis, love me. Yeah, yeah, I just quite like the fact that Joe Marler's gone. Yeah, do you know what? I was a wanker, and you know, I, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. No, there, I like it. There you go. Um, but yeah, good response. So. Good, well, good on him for that. And then finally, just very quickly, don't want to ha- hang about on this. Obviously, we're all watching the World Cup. Um, is it wrong for me to be so angry watching these games at all the fucking mate, diving around? Mate, it, it, it's it painful. It's shameful. It is absolutely... And do you know what? This is this is actually something interesting. Now, I thought this the other day, but I thought you'd lose your share of me if I start bringing up football. Well, we're not going to talk but, about it for long, otherwise I will, but let's quickly <laughs> quickly go over it, because this one point so, is... I think, I think it's special. I think the reason, and fair enough, we've played two poor teams, I think the reason the England team are doing quite well is they've learned from rugby. They're not diving about. Yeah. They're learning to handle themselves with a bit of humility. They're not hounding the ref all the time. You know, we had a few definite penalties and you didn't... Yeah, right. footballers were going to be, you know, complain a bit for... But actually, I think the mentality of the England team right now is coming more in line with rugby. And I truly believe that's the reason that um, that was actually had a good start to the World Cup. So any football fans out there, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I've always said football's yellow cards needs to be like rugby's. They need ten minutes in the bin. Um, I like it yeah. just because I think <laughs> suddenly you cut out you cut out a whole load of all the all the crap. Also, I think people need to take responsibility for all this faking. Um, and I and I've come up with a solution, right? So you know they all they all you know you they they have their the side of their shorts the side of their shorts gets pulled and they go down on the ground holding their head and rolling around like they've literally yeah. just been shot. Um, I just think the referees go. Oh, you got a head injury? Okay, that's ten minute HIA. Off you go. Yeah, no, no, no that's how, not bad. How, how quickly were they stop they go down it? holding their head? And we're like, actually, we saw your shorts be pulled. Now this player's allowed to whack you around the head. <laughs> also, <laughs> also an interesting, uh, an interesting take on well, it. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I think that would stop things fairly quickly. Um, but yeah, just I just think then you know there needs to be response. It, it's it is shameful, as you say. Um, and they have to they have to do something about it. And, and obviously, you can't look at every single one. It take you know games will turn it. It'll be like American football. Um, so they need a, they need the referee to be able to make a quick decision. And a second thing as well, the the is it VAR? Yeah, yeah. They're calling it. What's with the referees running off to the side of the pitch to look at a screen? If you've got I guys sitting upstairs looking at a screen, can't they just have a little thing like they did in rugby in, in his ear and just tell him? You know what, though? Do you know what? I actually quite like that. I wouldn't mind that at rugby. I mean, I know rugby tends to go on the big screen, but it sort of gives the power to the refs more. I, I quite like that. Yeah, but as we've seen in this World Cup, it's 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 just created like yeah, havoc. Yeah. It's it's it's. Why, why are we still talking about the? I don't know. Let, let's move on. It's just it was yeah, so let's move all on. the diving around was so soft. I needed to bring it up. Uh, no, fair enough, like, mate. That that is bugged the crap out of me. So I'm uh, glad you know, didn't. It will be said for years to come, but you know, football is ninety minutes of players running around pretending to be injured, and rugby is ninety minutes of players running eighty minutes, sorry, of players running around pretending not to be injured, um, which I quite like. Yes. Um, anyway, yes. Moving on to the real, the, the, the proper game. Um, Eddie Jones is probably a good place to move on to next. Um, 
what happens next? I mean, the media's making a big song and dance about the fact that he, you know, has been called in for questioning over poor form. Um, the reality is surely that you you have to go to, you know, as the England boss, you go to Twickenham after any tour and you, you have a sort of debrief. So, so absolutely, I think you're right. And, and you pointed this out to me the, um, earlier. You pointed out to me because I, I was sort of like, oh, he's got to go and explain himself. But I think you're right. He's got to go have a debrief. And yeah, they want to know, you know, he's he's employed by the RFU. He's accountable to them. Yeah. He should. They have every right to say, what's your plans moving forward? But I don't think it's a major thing. They've publicly backed him. I know there's been rumours. So there's an interesting article about, from Jerry Guscott, actually, mm. uh, on the BBC. Now, Jerry oh, Guscott yes. is, one of those, what, is one of those guys who, I, I must admit, I, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of him and his sort of punditry, but it, I do like this article. Um, Eddie Jones has, this is where I think the danger is. And, you know, let's make no mistake, the RFU are not overly happy with some of the things Eddie Jones does, the way he conducts himself. But, they gave him carte blanche. They came and gave him carte blanche. I don't think you can now change that. I think you can say, look, Eddie, please, please just be a bit more respectful to the media or whatever it may be. But I don't think you can now bring him in and say, this is what we want. Firstly, you, you know, it, it changes the dynamic. But equally, Eddie does need to explain, you know, what his plan is moving forward. And yeah, I, yeah. Which, 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 he, which he absolutely will do and I suspect has been doing all along. You know, there's, yeah. there's, he's, not, he's not contracted to have to tell the public what his plan is. Because yes. yeah, yeah. obviously that's between him and the, the England setup in order to try and achieve what he's here to achieve, which is the World Cup next year. Um, I, I'm not, I don't hate the, the way he is with the media. Like, you know... I, he gets a bit funny with them, and he and a bit short with them. And I know there's lots of chat about how you know it's professional, and you that you're there to to answer questions and things. But I just think if the if the media if the media are going to basically say that their 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 only objective is to rile him and not actually ask yeah. sensible questions and find out sensible information. Can we really be that annoyed if he reacts badly to it? Like, I, I, I get that there's the, it's easy to say, well, he's the, he's the boss and it's a professional sport and he should be doing this and he should be acting a certain way and he should be able to deal with it. It doesn't bother me when he, when he so, kind of loses his shit a little bit with, with them. I, I kind so, of... Yeah, so, so I'm using media as in it sounds like I, I'm on team media. What, the other thing that bugs me about it is, you know, shit... <laughs> Oh, you, you've 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 disappeared. Sorry, can there you, you hear me? You're back now. Yeah. Stop, uh, it, sorry, stop putting it on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I was sort of laying down there. It's it's not the media side. It's as a fan, I want to hear answers. I'm I'm interested, and a lot of it is the media's fault by asking questions. But when Eddie comes and he's like, pick finds some things. It's like, Eddie, I'm not like. I want more information just because I'm interested, not because I deserve it. Not, But actually, I think the fans do deserve it. And that's where I find it quite annoying. I'd like I'd like there to be more... I, I just think there's a way he can go about it, explain but himself. Is, and, but but is, that not, is that not the media's fault for asking the wrong questions? Like, we as fans I, want I to know what's mix, going I on. I think it's a mix of five. We I think fans, it is a mix of Well, five. we as fans want to know what's going on. And the media, uh, you know, f- it, for the purposes of ratings, are asking him questions like... Can you even do this? Can you even take England to the world? Are you the right person? 
You know, should someone else be in charge? Like, that's but not... The fans the... are asking those questions. Fans are they, are... No, they're not really. They're, 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 England, England lose and the fans are hurling, are hurling accusations saying, oh, he's got to go. The fans aren't interested in whether Eddie Jones thinks Eddie Jones needs to go. Because, of course, he's going to say, no, I don't think I do need to go. The fans want to know, oh, the fans yeah. want to know well, what are you going to do to turn this well, around? They, they don't want to know, do you think you're the person to turn it around? I just think, I just think let's, ask the, let's ask the questions, or at least let's have at least one media outlet that's given access to him after the games that's asking the right questions to, to find out the useful information that we all want to know. And then if you want then, you know, to have the, the others that are going to come in and try and wind him up, then, then fine. But we, we, I, think we're, I think we're failing to get stuff out of him regarding the England setup and what's going on because of you know, some of the media uh, outlets that are, that are given access where others aren't. Maybe they do need you... to... I'm, I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is I think the England rugby pod should be invited to every England game and given the opportunity to ask Eddie the questions that the fans want answers to. Mate, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. Thank you. Um, I agree. So... Here's a question, though. Do you think, and I hope this isn't okay, do you think the media, the sort of way this relationship actually harms England rugby to an extent? I can't help but think the likes of a Don Armand, we have a, I can't help but think the more Eddie hears about it, it's almost a stubbornness to say, right, I'm not doing it now. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Do you think there's about... an element to that well, at there, all, there, or there... do you think that's all a bit. There's been a lot hyperbole. of talk. There's been a lot of talk about Eddie. Uh, supposedly being that sort of person and if you tell him what you've got to do then he's you know despite whether or not you're right he's gonna go the other way I'm not convinced that's the case uh, I, I think I think I, see, see this is a prime example I've not actually seen an interview where someone has come straight out and just said to Eddie Jones Don Armand's been playing really well um, you know what what is it about him that doesn't fit with this team what is, it, what is it about him that doesn't, you know, that, that means he's not getting a look in? Do, do you know what, mate? That's a really good point. <clears throat> because I've heard, I've definitely had people scratch around the thing, like Don Armand, so he's a good player. But yeah, I don't think anyone's outright said it like that. Well, I, think, I think that's a good point. Oh, yeah. Eddie, if you're listening, <laughs> give, us a, give us an answer. We'll, we'll start asking you the questions that you want to answer. Well, yeah, but I think, uh, but he'll have a, the point is, is he'll have his reasons. We, yeah, we, we may not agree with them, but he'll have his reasons. And but I haven't heard them. I mean, there, there was no, something. There was something about eighteen months ago where he said that he kind of fob- fobbed it off a little bit and said he was wasn't a fit for the for the kind of game plan that he that he had for this England setup or something like that. But you know, I think let's get someone to ask the question specifically and stop asking Eddie Jones if he's if his future is secure with England because he's got a contract as far as he's concerned his future's secure until he gets the sack Eddie Jones needs to and I you and I are both both believe this we need to get behind Eddie we need to he he's going to be our coach for the next world cup and if he's not that that is very harmful I believe to yeah, England rugby I, I 100% agree I mean going back to Jerry Guska because that's how we got onto this in the first place He's like the opposite of us. You know, he's the most negative guy. England could go unbeaten now for the next 12 months. They could win the Rugby World Cup and he'd still predict kind of doom and gloom and, and talk about how England are going in the wrong direction. And I, I don't get it. Like, fair enough. You know, we, you want people who are honest. But is that, is that being honest? I mean, the guy literally is, is just miserable the whole time. 
I, I reckon I reckon there's something going on because you're absolutely right. I reckon like I know he wakes up each morning and he just bangs his head on the door frame or something every morning because he forgets it's there or whatever because he just he never he's never happy. I mean, I've never seen him happy. So one of the things that he brought up and and he kind of made a, in in this article you're talking about on the BBC and he kind of made a big deal about it was this Farrell Cipriani issue and um, you know. Are there are there already cracks forming between the two of them? You know, and and he I think he went I think he said obviously a lot's been made of this, and then he and then he kind of went on to discuss to make a the, lot of it, the yeah. issue. Um, I googled the the so called issue. I couldn't actually find an example of it anywhere. Um, I did manage to watch the clip back, and for those that haven't heard this, which is probably most of you, because apparently Guskett's the only one that's heard it. Um, so when Cipriani put that little kick through. Farrell kind of pulls out of chasing the ball and almost sort of, you know, his head drops a bit like he's a bit annoyed that the pass didn't come to him. Um, but he then kind of almost instantly goes, oh, actually, it's the kick's good and, and carries on again. Now, yeah, Farrell shouldn't have done that. Um, but he's made out that it's this massive issue, like the captain, Owen Farrell, is really annoyed with what with Cipriani's decision-making and, and the two of them can't gel and, and Farrell wanted the ball and Cipriani didn't give it and they're going to be at loggerheads and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, was it, was, it really, was it really a big deal? Or did Farrell just be like, oh, mate, and they went, oh, actually. And that's the end yeah. of that. And which of us hasn't done that? Yeah, you you, um, you know you you think there's a, you know we've got a gap here and you're you're expecting the ball and then they decide to kick it. We how often have we watched the game and we've seen Ben Youngs or someone you know tur, tur, you know go to kick the ball and think what are you doing and then the kick turns out to be an absolutely awesome one and suddenly you've forgotten that you were annoyed about it. Like, yeah, come on, <laughs> you know, it, exactly. it happens. Uh, you know, if, if anything, Farrell was just simply in the wrong for not being professional enough to just carry on regardless. Um, but I don't, yeah, but I, I don't see how that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how that suddenly means there's a major issue. Um, so that was a bit so, weird. Um, if anyone knows anything different to that, because as I say, I, I've tried to look into it, can't find any more information on it other than what Guskett says. Um, do let us know because uh, it'd be interesting to know if I've got this completely wrong. But it didn't so appear to be it, anything to me. This is something that's also annoying me. A lot's been made about the Ford Farrell relationship, <clears throat> about how they're best mates. They went to school, different dynamic. You know. This isn't a playground match. This isn't a match where in a playground you pick a team and, you know, you don't want to play with a fat, ugly kid, like Ben Cooper, for example. So this is, you know, this is international rugby. If, if Cipriani's picked, Farrell's going to get on with it. I think the fact that people are suggesting that they're going to throw the toys out the pram if, if their mates aren't picked. Is getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, Ford and Farrell are good mates, great, and and that's awesome. But well, it's Cipriani's they, the best they player. They don't, they don't play Farrell together. wants the best player. <laughs> yeah, they don't play together at club at club level. I mean, you don't see them whining about it. So I don't understand why suddenly if they're going to play for England, it's necessary. Yeah, I, I think too much has been made of that. Way too this much. International rugby. They're going to be Farrell, Ward, whoever. They're, so, they're going to get on with it. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is, Guskett, great journalism, mate. Yeah, good. Um, all right. No, it, is, it is an interesting article. I will give him that. But the team he picked for the Autumn International, I, I just, I didn't like the look of it. It's not bad, but I just didn't like the look of the, what he picked. Fair enough. Guys, have a look at it. See what you think. Uh, let us know. Um <clears throat> So moving on then a little bit, uh, defence coach, 
Gustav's obviously leaving. You know, tour's over now, so he's done with England. He's gone over to Quinn's. Um, and England need a new defence coach. So initially there were three names in the hat, as far as I can tell. Uh, and that was Sean Edwards, um, Alex Sanderson, who's the Saracens forwards coach, and Sean Wayne, who is the boss at uh, Wigan Warriors. Uh, Sean, yep. Sean Wayne's gone to Scotland. Yeah, great, great for Scotland. Yeah. Like, that, that's a really good deal for them. So he's gone to Scotland. Sean Edwards is now being talked about as the repl- his replacement at Wigan Warriors, which in theory leaves Alex Sanderson, who... Well, yeah, yeah. So he's been talked about as a replacement. The RFU have got a bit of cash. Can we can we not make an offer more tempting for him? I mean, po- yeah, possibly. I guess, you know, how, how long has he been with Wales and how much of it's rubbed off on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he now hate England? No, but he's English. I know he is. <laughs> he doesn't hate England. He must I... hate England. He went and worked, he went and worked for Wales. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know that the I don't know that the England job was a possibility for him there. Um, I, I, I would like personally, I'd like Sean Edwards to come in. I, I think it's the smoothest transition. Yeah. Well, uh, Alex Sanderson, uh, you know, although he he's being talked about, uh, they've also sort of touted him as the the future or the next director of rugby at Saris. So I guess even if he is a possibility, that's that's quite a big decision to make, isn't it? Because director of rugby at one of the best clubs in the world is a is a big job. It, it's a big Obviously, job. Obviously, but... England defence coach is a big job too. Um, but yeah. And, and I... don't, don't forget Paul Gustard went from England defence coach to a director of rugby at a big club. Yeah, he went the other way around. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. For him, the director of rugby at a big club was a step up. Uh, yeah, but it would be for Sanderson as well. So yeah. I no 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 no. But what, no, no. Mark McCall's Mark McCall signed a contract for a while. I think he signed to like 2020 or 2021. Okay. So that's still a few years away. Okay, so he's so he could always do the England job for a few years and then and then go back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the, the thing about Sanson that might be helpful, and again, I, I'm I'm guessing, but it makes sense, right? But him and Gustard would have worked together, so he'd know what Gustard's strategy was, and so that might also help be quite a seamless transition. Yeah, yeah, because we probably don't want massive change. Um, yeah, you don't want to. I don't, bring... think I don't think we've got time to. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, so, so... Defense, yeah. So well, it'll be very interesting to see which way that goes because the other two names that are now that I've read recently are now uh, kind of being talked about: are Brad Davis of Ospreys um, and Ali Rogers, the Kiwi. Ali, um, Ali Rogers, I think is good. Brad Davis, I think is a brilliant coach. I might, I just think it's a bit too untested for me, for my liking. Yeah, which give him very... another, give him another couple of years, and it then... may also be one of those, you know. Fake news articles, you know. Someone yeah, just yeah. thought, "Oh, here's two names that we'll just chuck out there and see if it gets people like the England Rugby Pod to talk about it on their podcast." Like a, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff is put out there purely for that basis. <laughs> exactly, just for us. Yeah, it's because we're that big. It's because we're that big. Um, okay, so <laughs> the, the last thing that I wanted to talk about uh, is the potential return of Chris Ashton. Um, there's talk. There's talk of him moving back to Sale um, in order to make himself eligible to play for England in the World Cup next year. Is this big news? I mean, he's had a hell of a season. If, is it big news? <clears throat> so, my thought is England will be better for having the option of being able to pick him. And if he's scoring like he was out in France, you can't ignore him because somebody who's just got that 
ability to sniff the line. If, for whatever reason, Chris Ashton doesn't come back over because the too long cash for lifestyle, whatever, I don't think it's the end of the world just because we're so strong. Oh, no, it's 100%. Being. I mean, you know, I, I only read this, this recently. And it hasn't been officially Ashton announced yet. Um, so, and, and we've always said that uh, the back three is pretty strong once you... Once everyone's back to full fitness, I guess my question is: if he does, if this does all pan out, and if he does continue to play that level of rugby, um, and therefore he is very much in, you know, in contention, if not a, a you know a, an early name on the team sheet, where do you play him, mate? Wing, he's if he's scoring like he was in France, and he's doing that in the Premiership week in week out, you play him on the wing and you start him for who? Uh, him and Johnny May at the moment, the way Johnny May's been playing, and then you've either got, and then at fullback, you've got the question between uh, Watson or Daly. Is it not really depressing that Jack Noel might not be able to make the England team anymore? Ah, oh, you've got to have him on the bench. I love Jack Noel. But yeah, I know. It, no, it's not depressing. It's awesome. But, but then you're not having Watson or Daly. As in, you, you're in, do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> you're, you're saying oh, Watson you or Daly. Both of them on the bench. Well, you can't just fill so, the bench so with say you've got, say, So say you've got back three of, for argument's sake, and I, I'm not, but say you've got Johnny May, um, Chris Ashton, and let's say Anthony Watson at fullback. And then on the bench, your three benches, you've got a scrum half, and then you've got Elliot Daly and Jack Noll. Don't forget Elliot Daly can fill in a few places. Jack Noll can fill in a few places. That's true. Because you want all those guys involved because they are all quality players. Mate, I, I'm quite excited at that. How awesome would that, <laughs> that choice be? That wouldn't be a bad back nine, would it? No, back nine. Well, it's just as that many of them. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, I, from, from my point of view, I think that um, that probably covers everything that we wanted to talk about. Uh that's an awesome thing to finish on. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this back partnership. Ashton probably won't be coming over at all. It's probably, it's probably yeah, more, more fake news just for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but the, there it is. We, we'll find out. By all, by, for, for, from what I've read, they're going to announce it fairly soon if it is the case. Um, knowing our luck, it's already been announced and we're just being idiots. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we will see, and obviously once that news comes out officially, if it does, and we'll uh, we'll we'll discuss it in more detail. Um, but guys, thanks for being with us throughout the tour, um, and obviously for those of you that have been with us for you know even longer, we really appreciate the support. Please continue to to follow us, continue to support us, uh, keep listening, share the love with friends and family, and all that jazz. Um, Get in touch with us if you've got anything you want to say. As Dan said at the beginning, you know we'd love to have you guys on uh, and get you guys involved. Um, I know we've had a few tweets from people saying they'd like to hear more uh, episodes where we kind of interview people or you know have guests on. Um, so you know this is kind of a, a podcast by fans for fans or however you want to look at it. And therefore, yeah, we, the more of you that we can get involved, the better. So email us uh, englandrugbypod at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at englandrugbypod and we're on Facebook as well um, but uh, but yeah just uh, just keep enjoying what you're doing and if you get the opportunity we'd really appreciate um, any reviews that you can give us um, let us know how we're doing let us know what you'd like to see more of and we will try to deliver yeah and, and guys don't forget tonight at 7 o'clock England are playing football so you all need to uh Go on YouTube and watch a rerun of the 2003 World Cup final. <laughs> at, at seven, yeah? <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Cool. Guys, appreciate it. Uh, and we will see you next week.
Cheers, guys.